0: Welcome to the Wellbeing Minipod with Akira J, Life Coach and Wellbeing Activist. This podcast is a bite-sized slice of tips, practices, suggestions to help you implement wellness into your life. Overcoming the mental health stigma. Over the years, I have experienced overwhelm, stress and burnout, total exhaustion a number of times. Working excessively to complete tasks, feeling inadequate in comparison to others in the team due to their ability to achieve more objectives. Even at times when things were bad, I wondered how I missed emails or how they were able to finish work on time. Not knowing that they were working outside of the work hours to complete until that type of work became the norm. Losing the ability to say no, just doing longer hours to meet the objectives, exceeding them, flying high as a kite, burning the candle at both ends, socializing with friends, and being at work in the morning led to a dark place, fatigue, depression, and melancholy, seeking help, wasn't easy. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be to accept that I needed help until my body took the option out of my hands or out on my hands. My hands became super painful with an eczema which just took over and became infected. I gained weight and became extremely tired. You may find it easy to label our situation However, it's very different. It's, however, it's a very different story trying to seek help. There is still a stigma, a preconceived ideal about counseling therapy and support. I was lucky as my body took the options out of my hands. And it signaled to me that I needed to get help. And get help I did. I went to my GP who then who I spoke to and was very kind and generous with their time and offered to find, help me find a counsellor. And I was able to speak to this counsellor and my GP over a period of a couple of weeks. Initially, talking to the counsellor was extremely daunting because it was acknowledging that my situation had got out of hand and that I was no longer managing my emotions. And that meant in some way that there was a possibility of me being judged by others. And I felt a failure, as though I wasn't able to cope, as though I was weak. I didn't have the network around me that I thought I could open up to. Or maybe I did, but I just didn't realize that they were there. It took a while for me to get an understanding, an understanding about how I felt. Counselling really helped. It gave me the language, the narrative, so that I was able to begin to discuss with friends about what was happening with me, how I felt, what I needed, but I needed to reach out. I needed to take a step. I needed to speak to somebody. And when I did, and I opened up and I spoke to friends and I spoke to the counselor, I realized that I wasn't the only person who had experienced stress or burnout or overwhelm in life, work, relationships. But many people had been through this same situation, but we just didn't speak about it. It just wasn't on our radar. It just wasn't something that you spoke about. You talked about the joys, the pains of work, but you never really, delve deeper into how you felt, or how I felt at the time. So it became, I, I began thinking, what is stopping us from having these conversations? What stops us from seeking help? Is it other people's perceptions? Will they change? Will they look at you different? Will my team no longer have the respect for me? Will they open up to me or think that I'm too fragile? self-talk was in overdrive. When you have over 50,000 thoughts a day, you can imagine that a lot of them had the same theme. The theme of don't ask for help, it's a weakness. Yet when the issue was out of my hands and it became physical, it became in my body and my hands no longer were able to to function, It was easy for me to identify the right solution. In fact, it was the first time, it was the first point of call to go to my GP and discuss and speak to them about what was going on with my hands and to get some treatment. But the more I spoke to my GP, the more I realized that my hands were just a consequence of actually what I had been going through. And yes, I know it's not easy. Not everybody has, you know, that family doctor or the GP service that is very easily acceptable, accessible. Your practice might have a number of different doctors, might have huge waiting lists. So I understand it can be a little bit like playing Russian roulette with your health. But when you do get through and when you do find somebody who will listen it is like finding the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow breaking out and stepping breaking and stepping out of my comfort zone to seek help even though my body pushed me along a bit it helped <laughs> that my hands weren't well um, i realized that i wasn't leading by example which is one of my values, that if I wanted to heal and learn to manage, I would have to change my thoughts and step outside of my comfort zone and do something that I don't usually do, ask for help. Every time I now speak about my experience or I speak with a client who's going through some sort of emotional turmoil, As we do, because life is up and down. I find that they have more vocabulary the next time. And the next time after that. It feels for me as though I'm a little bit closer to reaching my goal, my mission of eradicating the mental health stigma. When we're all able to speak about health and mental health, as though every area is connected. It's connected to our physical body. You know, it's the most important piece of our health, health puzzle. Then we can all begin to discuss how life really feels for us as individuals. We can talk about the highs and the lows, When things feel less helpful, gloomy, or muddled up in your mind, confused. We can talk about when we go to see a therapist or a counselor or a psychiatrist, as if we're talking about going to the dentist. Because emotional pain can be just as harrowing as experiencing a toothache. We are well on our way to changing the narrative and to overcoming the stigma of mental health. But there's still a long road to go. A few tips on how you can do that and to give yourself more, a of vocabulary in terms of emotions is to purchase some cards called Feel It from the happy company it has 52 emotions in there that you can discuss, design and play a game with friends or family members there's also the emotional dictionary by Patrick Michael Ryan a great book that just helps you to talk about what those emotions are and lastly talk to each other Talk to somebody, talk to a family member, talk to your partner. Open the discussion about how you're really feeling. In a respectful way. (laughs) And if you don't have that person, feel free to connect with me. You can email me, wellbeingminipod at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at ARC underscore Also, feel free to leave a comment and share these mini pods with your friends. Let's change the narrative on mental health. I rise, you rise, we rise. Stronger together, I live to uplift my community. Until the next time, enjoy this little slice of well-being. See you soon.